Welcome to Technology Transfer IP. Technology transfer is the process by which valuable research, skills, knowledge, and technology developed by educational institutions is transferred to industry for development and to products and services that will benefit society. From basic patent licensing to promoting startups, entrepreneurship, and industry collaborations, while also investing in and managing technology developments. We bring you conversations with the leaders in technology transfer who will share their stories, including their successes, challenges, and expectations for the future. Here's your host, Lisa Mueller. Hello and welcome. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ruben Flores Saab, the Associate Director of Licensing at the University of Southern California Stevens Center for Innovation. Ruben has more than 15 years of experience in both corporate and academic research, business development, and technology commercialization. Most recently, Ruben was the director of the Office of Innovation and Commercialization, also known as OIC, at UC San Diego, leading a team of 18 licensing, intellectual property, marketing managers, and assistant directors at the largest technology transfer office in the UC system. During his tenure, the OIC doubled the annual number of startups and increased licenses by 50%. Ruben's previous experience includes positions with Biosite, which is now Inverness, Chemicon, which is now Millipore Sigma, and the Los Angeles Biomedical Research Institute at Harbor UCLA Medical Center. In 2016, Ruben co-founded the San Diego Innovation Council, a nonprofit organization that brings together academic research technology transfer offices in San Diego, along with investors, incubators, and government programs supporting academic startups. Ruben earned a PhD in chemistry and biochemistry at UCLA, where he studied the molecular basis of embryological development. And with that extremely impressive background, welcome to the podcast, Ruben. It is my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you on the podcast, Ruben, and I'm really excited to have you here. Now, Ruben, I generally like to start the podcast off by asking my guests about their journey to tech transfer. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up in Los Angeles and at USC? (laughs) That's a very interesting question. Um, Believe it or not, at some point before 2012, I actually say that I I was never going to take a job in tech transfer. The reason is that I was a technology scout for five years for a major transnational corporation, Merck, KGA. And that's how I actually got to know the business of tech transfer. I was in charge of scouting technologies by attending uh, a lot of scientific meetings, meeting the inventors, being aware of a variety of technologies in many different fields, cancer, bioengineering, neuroscience, cell addition, and you name it, mostly life sciences. And um, I got to learn a lot of, I got to learn the business of tech transfer, meet a lot of people in tech transfer. And I love what they did. I just thought it was a very (laughs) thankless, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, position to be in. However, after being in industry for 12 years, launching products to the marketplace, working in R&D, marketing, um, I truly discovered that my personality was not suitable for big corporate roles. I then pivoted to a startup where I was vice president for a grand total of three months, 
Unfortunately, when I joined the startup, it became a target of acquisition, meaning that my options was, were not going to be vested and I needed to, there was not going to be room for me to stay. So at that point, by pure chance, a former mentor and a friend of mine who was the CEO of LA Biomed had a purely by chance conversation, asked me if I knew anybody who could do tech transfer for him. And I said, well, I've never done it, but I've worked with a lot of tech transfer offices. Would you mind giving me a shot? And that's how my journey started in tech transfer. Wow, that's quite an incredible journey because we've had, actually had people from all types of backgrounds. And that's interesting that you were on the technology scout side and, and then kind of flipped. So uh, what a really amazing journey. Um, so, Ruben, I wanted to ask you, for those of our listeners who may not be familiar with the Stevens Center for Innovation, can you tell us a little bit more about it? And I'm also curious how it got its name. Absolutely. Well, the Stevens Center for Innovation is the de facto technology transfer office for the University of Southern California. Uh, we got our name following a $22 million endowment by Mark and Mary Stevens in 2004 that established our center um, um, and name. So uh, Mark is a very successful alum, has gifted to many different organizations and efforts on campus. And uh, this uh, endowment allows us to run a couple of programs that I'm gonna mention later. So this is how I got our name, and we're basically the tech transfer office for the entire University of Southern California. Now, in terms of your office, could you tell us a little bit more about your team and perhaps how it's structured? Sure. Uh, when fully staffed, we're about 30 people, including 10 licensing professionals uh, at an entry or senior level, working in two different areas, life sciences and physical sciences, so very traditional uh, each of those teams is led by an associate director who then reports to a director of licensing. There is an executive director in the office that oversees the entire function, including licensing, operations, marketing, and uh, as well the uh, industry alliances function. That's how we're operated. And basically the two different teams in physical and life sciences provide the initial entry point for investigators at USC. Now, I think I also read on your website that you have an internship program. So I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about that program. Absolutely, sure. We run the program annually and we have up to eight different positions that we offer. Uh, we open it up uh, to any grad student who is interested in applying and learning about a technology transfer. Uh, both from engineering and life sciences. And uh, there's an application process, there's a review process, there's an interview process, and then we select the interns and we pair them with a senior licensing associate or and or with one of the associate directors to guide them to the process of learning how to uh, describe in a succinct manner a technology, its business advantages, and its potential utility as well as to how to identify potential uh, suitable business partners that we can offer the technology to. How long uh, have you had that program? I'm kind of curious. The program has existed since I started here, so at least three years, if not more. Yeah, it sounds like a really, really great program. 
So, Ruben, I wanted to switch gears just slightly and ask you if you wouldn't mind sharing with us some statistics of your office for fiscal year 2021 in terms of new licenses, startup companies, form, dimension disclosures, things like that. Sure. Well, before I do that, I feel like I should talk a little bit about USC and, you know, what are some of the areas of excellence of the university and what are the focus areas Um USC is an organization that spends just a little under $1 billion in research uh, annually. So that's a significant number. And USC has many schools in engineering, in uh, life sciences, medical school, in bioengineering, in business. Uh, As you know, USC is a mecca for the arts and the creative arts as well. So it's a very diverse, very unique ecosystem. In addition to that, we also launch anything between three to five or seven companies every year. And the technologies are split almost evenly between physical sciences and life sciences. Actually, there's more of a physical sciences slant at uh, USC. And I'd like to talk about that for a second. Some of the areas that make USC unique and very innovative include computational, include artificial intelligence, include virtual reality, virtual avatars, and artificial intelligence applied to diagnostics, in addition to the classical therapeutics and cell-based and gene-based therapies that the School of Medicine um, generates. So those are some of the areas where we have very exciting partnerships uh, and technologies going out to the marketplace, which I would like to talk about a little bit later. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that because I think some of that is really unique. And like you said, um, the area that you're in very strong in, in the creative arts. And I think we'll get to that in a little bit here. So before getting to that, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the startups that come out of the university. Can you tell us a little bit about how your office supports those startups? Sure. Um Let me go back to USC. USC is an incredible ecosystem, very entrepreneurial for undergrads, grad students, and professors. We have one of the top engineering schools in the nation. We have a school of business. We have a couple of uh, departments that focus on entrepreneurship, like the Grife Innovation Center. Um, And Support for startups abounds on campus. There are incubators, there are programs. Uh, USC is, uh, manages the Western node of the I-Corp program, and there are specific staff dedicated to that. That is completely outside from our office. So our ability to contribute to the ecosystem at UCSD has to be complementary to what's already offered. But really what we bring to the startups is the ability to connect closely with early stage inventors and entrepreneurs. Most of the leadership here at USC Stevens has deep connections with different venture capital, angel, and other groups that we introduced our startups when they are being formed. Granted, not all of them need that introduction or that uh, connection, but when we do, we see, of course, that there's a clear and direct effect on those introductions. Um, We also develop 
a series of uh, webinars, particularly over the last two years. Those are available in our website, and I can give you the link for that. That walk entrepreneurs through the journey of doing a startup and talk about both the mundane aspects of patenting your invention, to doing a license with the university, to how to secure funding, and how to strategize your exit, how do you talk to investors, and so on and so forth. And those webinars were actually delivered by practitioner in each of those areas. So really what we do here, Steve, is we bring resources, opportunities for those startups. Now, what about funding opportunities? It sounds like given all the entrepreneurial activity you have going on, I would assume that you also have an array of funding opportunities that are available for your startups. Um, We ourselves do not provide funding opportunities for the startups, but we do have a technology awards grant program that we run every year, which allows us to fund between fifty to you know seventy five thousand dollars to each technology that is awarded, and this is an RFP competitive process. We open up the process by um, inviting our inventors to apply for technologies that, with this kind of funding would be able to get developed further and be more likely to be licensed. We bring external reviewers to perform the review of the technologies, and then we bring external investors to review those technologies. So we have a two-step filter. And at the end of that program, you know, we may have one, two, three, five different awardees that are awarded that money. As a result of that, We've seen a number of licenses being completed over the last few years. So typically, at least one, if not two, of the TAG awardees end up being licensed in the next two to three years. So, Ruben, I wanted to switch gears a little bit and go back to something we alluded to earlier, um, and that's external partners, whether they're corporate partners and or government partners, and the role that they play in tech transfer there at USC. Could you give us some examples of some relationships that you have with some external partners? Well, absolutely. Um, there are so many. USC is truly. I'm going to back. I'm going to go back to USC. USC truly is a very unique place. Uh, I've been really blessed to have the opportunity to be here and continue to learn. USC really has a lot of business practitioner teaching in the classrooms. Um, we have the. Um, relationships with companies like Google, (laughs) where some of our professors have gone, Uh, Amazon as well, with many of our artificial intelligence and algorithms are, you know, uh, used. Uh, We have deep relationships with companies like Chevron and even with companies in the creative arts like Disney, right? Some of the folks that work in the higher ranks of Disney management come and teach at USC as well as folks who work in the entertainment industry um, at USC. So uh, there's a deep, deep and very natural synergy between USC and the business world. What about uh, philanthropic organizations? Do you have many there uh, at the university that are involved in tech transfer? Um, Not so much through tech transfer, but through or departments of contracts and grants, right? By providing those philanthropic dollars to go towards research. So we do end up seeing some of the output of those philanthropic um, monies going into research, but that doesn't go to our office, that goes through a separate office. Um, 
you know, one of the technologies that we licensed recently was to the Gina Davis Foundation. It's an artificial intelligence-based natural language processing platform that reads and analyzes movie scripts for bias and discrimination. So the foundation, the Gina Davis Foundations licensed that, and they're applying that technology to help uh, the industry, the entertainment industry here in uh, Los Angeles to try to be more fair and less um, less biased. That's really fascinating. Um, must have been amazing technology too. It's absolutely incredible what, what AI is capable of doing and it's just going to become more and more incredible over time. So I'm curious with, with that kind of background, that, that that's a great segue to my next question. Um, could you tell us about some of your office's biggest success stories, whether it's successful technologies, startups, anything that you'd like to share? Sure. Um, listen, in terms of some of the most successful or impactful licenses, in terms of, you know, impact, revenue to the university uh, and to the inventors, one of the most important portfolios that we manage here at the Technology Transfer Office is the portfolio of Mark Thompson that is related to OLEDs. Those are the technologies that go into any computer screen and monitor screen, including your televisions and your iPhones. Those technologies were developed by Mark Thompson and inventors at the uh, University of uh, Michigan. And that continues to be a very successful area of growth for USC. Another exciting area of uh, licensing and impact for the university is the light stage technology. Light stage is a technology that was originally developed by Paul de Bebek at the Institute for Creative Technologies. And what this is, this is a method to illuminate a human or an object under different lighting conditions so you can accurately represent that human or object under an artificial background. As it turns out, the way the light reflects in surfaces, the way the light comes about, the transparency of the skin tone influences a lot what we perceive as being true or not true in a fabricated scene. So this technology is used to scan actors and actresses uh, in Hollywood, nonetheless, that then uh, go on and uh, the studios use this technology to create amazing movies and performances. If you do a search for light stage in the internet movie database, there are at least four titles that come up, and those are Spider-Man Homecoming, Gravity, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, and Journey to the Mysterious Island. Those are all movies that have used the light stage technology and give credit to the light stage technology. Another one is the movie Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. And you stay in the back and look at the credits. You can see that USC, the Institute for Creative Technologies and the light stage is, is uh, credited by the use of this technology. So I bet you didn't know, or very few people knew, <laughs> that USC has technologies that has impacted and touched most of us in the comfort of our home. Another very important recent success in our licensing of technologies that I wanted to highlight is the University Technology Licensing Program. 
This is a consortium of 15 leading research universities that have banded together to bundle uh, physical sciences technologies, including Berkeley, Michigan, Penn, Princeton, UCLA, Yale, ourselves, Harvard. So this is a really serious consortium of uh, big players in uh, the university space that are going to be providing these patents. There's a whole website dedicated to it. It's called utlp.net, and you can learn more about it there. That's pretty incredible. So, Ruben, you guys have had some really great successes, but um, with success also comes challenges. So I'm curious what you would say two of your office's biggest challenges are. Sure. I think um, a challenge, which is also an opportunity, is the fact that uh, USC is a very dispersed ecosystem and very successful on its own right. Every group, department, school that has an innovation program, it's very successful, and that's why the programs continue. So our challenge and our opportunity continues to be to connect with those different programs, add value, and provide the success um, contribute to the success, rather, that we can uh, contribute to. Um, another opportunity and challenge for us is how do we collaborate with the other major research universities here in Los Angeles to create an opportunity that is bigger than the sum of our parts? And that is something that we're continuously working on. We, we collaborate with UCLA in certain programs that they have. They've come and collaborating in our programs. We have joint inventions with Caltech, uh, but there's more to do and there are more opportunities to act on upon. Ruben, I wanted to switch gears and ask you about diversity, equity, and inclusion, because this is an important topic that's being discussed in tech transfer offices all around the world. Can you tell us what programs your office and the university has to encourage and assist women and other traditionally underrepresented inventors and entrepreneurs? Absolutely happy to do so. I think it all starts with leaving those values. And if you look at the members of our office, you would find an incredibly diverse team in uh, ethnicity, in background, in knowledge, in approach. Everybody has such a rich, inter interesting you know, history behind them. And it's always fascinating to continue to learn about your coworkers. We do do specific outreach to women and minorities uh, constantly in the office. That is just a uh, goal that we have as an office every year, particularly also around the technology award grants that I was mentioning before. We go through our invention disclosures. We uh, you know, try to identify technologies and inventors that have been uh, that are first-time inventors, right? And try to help them kind of become familiar with the programs that we run. So that's an ongoing effort and an ongoing program. We don't have a label or we don't have a, a particular name for those programs. We simply do it. We've been doing it since I started here. We continue to do it every year. And I got to tell you, that's one of the uh, sort of questions that we get asked by management. And we always have an answer. We can always show how we are, you know, reaching out to minorities and women. Ruben, I wanted to switch gears again and ask you what organizations, uh, whether it's Autumn, LES, Bio, that you're involved in and the value you think they add. Sure. Well, actually, I'm involved in all of those that you mentioned. <laughs> 
At Atom, particularly, I was on the organizing committee for the annual meeting in San Diego, and I remain on that committee for three years. So my tenure just ended with the, with the last meeting in uh, New Orleans. Um, it was such an incredible opportunity to get to know my uh, colleagues and to understand their perspectives and calibrate how what we think is important here at USC maybe similar or different from other places. You gain a lot by listening and learning from other people's um, expertise. Atom, it's an incredible foundational tool for anybody who's in tech transfer. Um, LES brings the business component of companies that are members of the organization and brings uh, one of the certifications that we seek in the office, which is the CLP. Several of us here in the office are CLP certified. Um, I've also taught a couple of courses at LES, uh, particularly one called Collaborating Between Industry and Academia, What to Expect from Each Other. Um, and in bio, uh, I've been in um, a couple of advisory committees for their programs and their startup stadium, I believe. So, Ruben, I generally like to close the podcast by asking my guests, if you could have any three wishes granted or a vision realized for your office, what would that be? Well, the number one would be to continue to stay the course and be as successful as we've been. Number two, to continue to uh, be seen as an attractive and desirable place and organization for other professionals to join uh, and number three, yeah, to be able to integrate ourselves more efficiently and seamlessly within the university and outside the university. That's always uh, an opportunity that we have. Well, Ruben, I can't thank you enough for all your insights and time today. This has been an absolute pleasure, and I've really enjoyed having you on the podcast. If any of our listeners want to reach out and ask you any questions, where can they reach you? Sure. They can send me an email at rfloress. There's, there's one extra S there. I'm going to repeat that. rfloress at usc.edu. Well, thank you so much again, Ruben. It's been really great to have this opportunity to talk to you. Thank you for listening to Technology Transfer IP. Please visit us online for more resources at techtransferipforum.com. New to Tech Transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for Tech Transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, and a line on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us.